1: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: It's Tuesday, September 6th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. Teachers in California have been struggling to make ends meet, and in some cases, they're having to take on side gigs to be able to afford to live in the areas where they teach. A recent survey showed that almost 70% of teachers in the LA area have considered quitting. 28% of them had a second job. Nationally, there are about 300,000 fewer workers in public education in June of this year compared to February 2020. Michael Sinato, reporter at The Guardian, joins us for more on how teachers are thinking about leaving the profession. Next, telehealth companies got a big push during the pandemic when rules were waived that required people to see an in-person health provider to be prescribed controlled substances. Now, telehealth apps are spending millions to advertise on TikTok, saying they can get a person a diagnosis of ADHD and a prescription for Adderall in as little as 30 minutes. Content creators are also posting about living life with ADHD, leading to billions of views and many to think they might also have the condition. Then, they're targeted with ads. Sarah Morrison, senior reporter at Recode, joins us for how startups are pushing Adderall on TikTok. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in.
2: During the pandemic, it's gotten uh, even worse, and especially recently with uh, the high cost of inflation, especially rent in cities like uh, Los Angeles that have been seeing the, the worst of those increases. Joining
0: us now is Michael Sinato, reporter at The Guardian. Thanks for joining us, Michael.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Well, once again, teachers are having a tough go at it right now. We're starting this new school year. We're mostly back to normal as far as in-person instruction. But, you know, we're seeing a, a lot of difficulty with teachers and uh Obviously, not earning enough money. So we're we're looking at uh, for this. We're going to focus a little bit on Los Angeles, but there are some numbers for what teachers are experiencing nationally. But in Los Angeles, you know, a lot of them are struggling with the high cost of living, rent increases. They're having to take extra side gigs just to afford to live where they teach. And there's something called the teacher pay penalty, which is an interesting thought right there. So, Michael, tell us a little bit more about what we're seeing because we're you know nearly 70 percent of Le teachers have seriously considered quitting in a recent study that we're getting numbers from
2: well I, I think we're seeing um, you know throughout the pandemic um, even before it, there were pre-existing issues uh, you know facing teachers and you know throughout the pandemic teachers had to deal uh, you know with a lot of issues a, a lack of resources a, a lack of protections um, you know things like that uh, on on top of Uh, Throughout the pandemic, we've been seeing uh, cuts to uh, jobs and education. Teachers have been leaving the the profession. Uh, A lot of unions I've talked to in the past couple of years, they saw an uptick in teachers retiring, uh, teachers leaving the profession. Uh, And this report that came out of the teachers union in Los Angeles um, you know some of these issues uh, you know have been going on uh, prior to the pandemic but, but during the pandemic it's gotten uh, even worse and especially recently with uh, the high cost of inflation especially rent in cities like uh, Los Angeles that have been seeing the, the worst of those increases
0: yeah, so a new report from United Teachers Los Angeles, they surveyed more than 13,000 educators in the city. They said that nearly 70% of the teachers seriously considered leaving the profession. 28% of them have to take on a second job to make ends meet. And when you're thinking about that too, it's probably not leaving them in the best mindset even when they're trying to teach children and you know that can be very difficult in and of itself. And so it you know paints a picture of uh, you know, a lot of hardships for teachers out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely and um, like you mentioned earlier the the teacher pay gap um there is a an analysis that came out from the economic policy institute um you know a few weeks ago uh showing that that's the, the greatest it's been uh in, in a long time and what that is is the pay gap between what um teachers make on average compared to other professionals with a similar amount of education Um, You know, in in their field. So uh, as inflation has been increasing, teacher pay um, hasn't. And, you know, I I think uh, in in Los Angeles, teachers are are gearing up for a new union contract fight um, at the end of this uh, upcoming semester. Uh, They did strike um, during the, the last contract negotiations. Uh, I think it's too early to tell if that's going to, to be the case this time, but there's definitely uh, a lot of animosity towards these these working conditions and uh, some changes teachers have been facing you know for instance, they added a few school days to the school year without negotiating with the union in Los Angeles, and uh the by far the the majority of teachers in Los Angeles have voted to to boycott and not work those days.
0: You know, we're talking about Los Angeles and obviously we know L.A. is a very expensive place to live. But, you know, some of these issues are emblematic of what's happening in other parts of the country as well. You had some numbers in here in this article about, you know, nationally. So around the U.S., there's about 300,000 fewer workers in public education in June 2022 than what we had in February of 2020. So, you know, we hear things about teacher shortages and it's not just teachers, right? It's other people in the school as well. And it's coming up short in a lot of
2: places absolutely it's not just teachers Uh, substitute teacher shortages have been a big issue Uh, bus drivers school support staff a lot of districts around the country have been dealing with this and uh, a lot of teachers uh, have been um you know pushing for higher wages and, and better support um you know we saw strikes earlier this year in minneapolis in sacramento uh just recently in columbus ohio teachers have gone on strike um, you know, teachers that have been talking about going on strike in, in North Carolina as teacher paid there has been lagging behind the, the country. And a lot of those teachers are getting recruited by other areas that pay more. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a, a big issue. There are big disparities in pay and benefits uh, that vary state to state uh, as well. Yeah,
0: and what we always hear, right, is the neediest communities are always dis proportionally affected on this so when we're looking at high and medium poverty level rates in these school districts in a lot of time they're just not getting the amount of funding public education funding that they need it's inadequate in a lot of times
2: that you know that's absolutely right uh you know there have been studies showing that the just inequities in public education uh you know have been getting worse uh towns and states that are are very reliant on local and state funds um you know a lot of places did receive covid federal funding but a lot of that hasn't been used or utilized yet to kind of improve these you know, big vacancies and big um, shortages in uh, positions that a, a lot of districts are, are still facing and Um, In lieu of the absence of those workers, teachers are kind of being expected to to pick up the slack and, and work uh, you know, work at, in those roles of social work and counseling and things like that uh, because their schools don't have those positions available. And it's you know, taking a toll on teachers. And uh, I think that's why uh, we're seeing surveys like, you know, a lot of teachers wanting to leave the profession because of, of burnout, because um, they're, they're getting squeezed and expected to do so much more with, you know, inadequate resources and compensation for that.
0: Michael Sinato, reporter at The Guardian, thank you very much for joining us.
3: Oh, thank you. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
1: podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've
3: summoned
2: something from this board. This is Uncanny
3: USA.
0: Mama, I caught the ADHD. It's not contagious, Jimothy, but why do you say that? Because this guy on TikTok is relatable. Jimothy, don't go self-diagnosing on TikTok. Why not, Mama? Because everyone on planet Earth will experience an ADHD symptom once in a while because we all have executive functions. The distinct difference is whether those symptoms happen once in a while or they intrude on your daily life and are reoccurring more often. Joining us now is Sarah Morrison, senior reporter at Recode. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Uh, Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about an interesting thing going on right now on uh, social media, specifically TikTok. We're seeing a lot of startups, telehealth companies, telehealth startups that are pushing Adderall on TikTok. Now, obviously, that's used to uh, treat ADHD. What we're seeing on TikTok is a lot of these communities pop up, uh, people sharing their own stories of their, their life with ADHD. And then sometimes some of these influencers might be actually doing ads for these telehealth companies. Sometimes uh, the telehealth companies will just put ads you know, in a, a really close proximity to their videos. It all gets uh, done very quickly and very easily. And, uh, you know, some of these companies are promoting, you know, being able to get diagnosed with ADHD and get your prescription and your treatment, you know, in as quick as 30 minutes. So, Sarah, tell us a a little bit more about what we're seeing out there.
4: Uh, Well, I I think you you summed it up uh, pretty well. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's basically you have um, like a pandemic and there was this rule that said, you know, doctors or prescribers have to meet with somebody in person before they can prescribe a controlled substance, which a lot of these ADHD medications are. Um, and then because of the pandemic, they waive that. So all of a sudden, you'd, you could remotely treat a patient prescribe a controlled substance, which means completely through telehealth, you can be diagnosed with ADHD and have these controlled substances prescribed uh, for you, which in a lot of ways is is great. Access is great. But then it also opens up, you know, people who maybe don't need those meds getting them easily. People who don't have a diagnosis get getting diagnosed with they don't have or not getting diagnosed with additional things because these companies are like too hasty or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not saying they are, I'm just saying there's a lot of problems that could happen uh, as well as a lot of good.
0: Yeah. And that's the big concern, right? You know, in an effort to make things easier to to get more access, especially during the pandemic, right? When people weren't going anywhere, and they still needed to see a doctor. Yeah, that opening up for that telehealth opportunity was so important. But right now, we're into this point where it's possible that people could be abusing the system, uh, and, and not getting the right diagnosis. I think that's an important part of it, too. You could be missing a diagnosis for something else that might have similar symptoms as ADHD.
4: Yeah, exactly. And so that's why it's important that, you know, you're using a service that, you know, does that diagnoses you properly. And again, I'm not saying these don't, but if you were coming across these things, because you're on TikTok and you're watching people who aren't medical professionals or experts, you know, listing off all of these symptoms of ADHD that may not even be symptoms, or there's, there's just not like context and nuance. So there's, again, they're not medical professionals. They're just people who are relaying their own experiences. You might start to get into a point where like, you think maybe I have it. And then you see ads or those people are promoting these services that just make it super easy as part of their selling point, you know, to then maybe get a diagnosis and maybe get a prescription, you know, very quickly. And I think that's where these kind of, these two things kind of come together and you have a potential for, you know, for, for bad things happening.
0: Let's talk about some of these telehealth apps that are practicing in this right now. There's two that you profiled in the article. One is called Done, and the other one is called Cerebral. And they're both spending a lot of money uh, on ads on TikTok and promoting their services. Uh, how are they faring right now?
4: Well, Cerebral uh, you know, spent a lot, and they also do like some other mental health uh, conditions as well. They actually uh, stopped prescribing controlled substances uh, for... ADHD, because there was a lot of media coverage before that said some of their things were careless and, you know, they weren't diagnosing correctly, whatever. They were over prescribing. There are some federal investigations happening with that. So they've stopped, they've pulled back. So then you have this other company called Dunn, which is just ADHD treatment, uh, who are all of a sudden like I was looking for like which companies are the ones that are really advertising here, and mm-hmm. Done just kept coming up over and over and over again. Um, they're according to you know this company called Pathmatics, they're spending millions on these ads. Uh, so really, if you have ADHD and you're looking, you're coming across ads like on TikTok for one of these services you're almost certainly, it's almost certainly going to be done that you're right. seeing. So and that's th- why I look into them.
0: And the TikTok algorithm, as we have we know, you know, we've done some stories about it, is so powerful, right? You start searching anything or you see some type of videos and it notices you're lingering a little too much, it's going to send you mm-hmm. a ton of that similar content. And to that point, right? So there's the hashtag ADHD, hashtag ADHD TikTok. They have billions and billions of views.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and you know... If you're, you know, if you come across that stuff and you're interested in it because you're like, oh, this matches with my experience and the things you're seeing are like relatively accurate, that can be a good way for you to to, to find out something, you know, that you have a condition that's been giving you problems uh, that you didn't know about. So it's a good thing. Or it can be a way to get into a community that shares that, you know, you have this diagnosis and so do they, and you feel less alone. Right. Like that's a a good thing. Uh, But, you know. What if you come across something and you know it's just really easy to get sucked in and think that you have this because all of these symptoms, a lot of them are shared with other conditions. A lot of them may not be symptoms of a condition like at all. It might just be like you didn't sleep enough last night. So there's a lot of complicated stuff that goes into like having this condition, and that's something that like a TikTok video that's 30 seconds long that just says you know, when women can be impulsive buyers, like that's not going to give you you that. It's not (laughs) going to be complete information, but it will very easily make you think, oh, I'm a compulsive buyer. Do I have ADHD? Exactly.
0: Okay. Tell me a little bit about Nick. He's a 25 year old food service worker who uh, started seeing these ads and these different videos on TikTok and started his TikTok, his uh, ADHD journey, or, or so to speak. He's an interesting character because he definitely admits that it's scary easy and sketchy as hell, but it worked for him to get his prescription. At the end, he even says that, you know, he thinks the DEA is probably going to shut down apps like this. But, you know, it still worked for me. He, he doesn't think these apps should exist, but he's touting it as a, a whole benefit to him. So uh, he's a total contradiction, it seems like. But tell me about his story, at least
4: there's a contradiction there, but I think it also, that's sort of why, you know, I use him to illustrate, you know, this, how this isn't very, this isn't so simple, right? Like he thought he had this, he came across TikToks. He kept watching them. He got more and more content. He started seeing ads. He found this company. He used it. He got a diagnosis that he wanted. He got the meds that he wanted, but he found that they helped him. So for all we know, the diagnosis was accurate he's doing much better, um, on these meds, that that's a good outcome. Um, but on the other hand, he's like, you know, I guess if he didn't have that condition, (laughs) he also got these meds very easily. Um, so, you know, he's like, it was scary, easy, um, not just for him, but I guess, you know, for anybody is, is what he's saying. And he's sort of like, you know, marveling at the fact that it was that easy and that it, it keeps going. He, you know, he's seen, I think, a lot of people talk about bad experiences they've had with done. Um, and so he, I think, I don't think this is in the article, but he said, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of, I guess I'm the only one who had a good experience. But like I had a, the, the same provider this whole time. I was able to get my meds reliably. So for me, it worked. But, you know, beyond yeah. me, uh, I guess he, he could see maybe a lot of potential issues.
0: Definitely. And, you know, what we're seeing there was actually a study that was done, analyzed a uh, 100 TikTok videos about ADHD, found that more than half of them were misleading, you know, to your point of what we've been talking about on all this stuff. And then some of these uh, telehealth companies right now, you mentioned Cerebral going through a bunch of investigations. They I know they've toned it back. Dunn is still a big player, but they're also finding it hard to fill their prescriptions. Uh, the, once people get their prescriptions, some uh, pharmacies aren't filling the prescriptions if you've gone this route, if you've gone this route through these telehealth companies. And there's also a shortage of Adderall in America. I did not even know that one.
4: Yeah, I think it's been on and off uh, for different reasons. I don't think we can directly attribute that shortage to like telehealth companies prescribing a lot of it. But, um, you know, obviously that plays into it. Uh, Yeah, when there was like some reports about uh, cerebral and Dunn specifically and questions over, are they overdiagnosing? Are they overprescribing? Which I believe both companies deny that they are. So let's get that out there. Uh, several major pharmacy trains just said, we're not on or We're not selling prescriptions written by these companies. We have these concerns. So if you are getting your prescriptions through these companies, all of a sudden you're showing up at like CVS or whatever, and you can't get your prescription filled. And so you have to find another place. Um, and then, you know, and then it's hard to find maybe Adderall at all. If there's a shortage and it's affecting your area. Right. So Uh, you know, obviously it's a little easier if the person prescribing your, or the company prescribing your medication, uh, you're able to fill it wherever you want. Um, and that may not be the case for these services. And that's, you know, all of a sudden there's a medication that you need that you expect to get and you're out of it and you don't know when you'll be able to get it again. That's really
0: scary. Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting intersection with where we're at. There's a lot of promise with telehealth companies, obviously. And, you know, the, the ease of access is an important thing t- that, that we need out there. But, you know, you got to make sure you're getting that right diagnosis. You're not missing other things. Uh, and, uh, you know, finding that misinformation is always a hard thing to do on social media platforms. So interesting look for now at what's been going on. Sarah Morrison, senior reporter at Recode. Thank you very much for joining us.